Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. You're listening to Let's Talk Camp in the 422, and we're at episode 14, and it is NOCO week. Holy smokes. Rick. Wow. We're here. I feel like we skipped 13 for, like, superstitious reasons, but, like, I'm into 14, and I'm into NOCO, so let's go with it. Is it 14? I don't give a shit. It's 14 now, so let's go with it. Okay. Well, sometimes our numbers get off. I think they got off on Facebook a little bit. I don't know. Well, I could be thing. imagining things. I don't know. Things are I weird these it days. Could've, it could have been. It could have been manipulated by the Russians. So it could be like thirteen, or it could be yeah. Which I think is Russian for nothing. That's actually probably not true, but might be true. I don't know. So we've got a couple guests coming up on the show today. Uh, Tony Budden flew in from South Africa, and he's hidden the slopes with Ryan Laughlin up in Crested Butte. So we'll get them on the horn here pretty soon and catch up with those guys. Going to have both of them speaking at NOCO and hanging out and sharing their wisdom and their knowledge. Dude, super epic. Ryan Laughlin, the pioneer of Colorado hemp, and Tony Budden, the pioneer of South African hemp and African hemp in general. And all the stuff he's doing all around the continent there and all around the world. And, you know, he's been at it for two decades plus. So uh, we're starting to get, oh, not starting. We've had some, some awesome guests on the show. And these two are fantastic as well. So super excited to talk to them. Good timing. You know, Ryan's been at NOCO since the very beginning. You know, he's certainly he's a staple. Ryan was in pre-NOCO. Yeah, he was, was pre-NOCO. Than NOCO. <laughs> he was. He put he's... the co in NOCO. It's like, hey, you can't do that. He's like, he's like what, no? Co means I can do it, and then he did it. And then now we came no-co because Ryan Laughlin became the co. <laughs> He'll appreciate that. Yeah, I think he should. I appreciate him. I do, too. We appreciate him. So, uh, so dude, we got some we got some epic, epic stuff coming up in the next couple of days. I uh, know that we've talked about it a little bit. Um, obviously, what are you – this is your event, man. You created this a couple of years ago, you and, you and your team, and um, what – is your what are you most excited about coming up this weekend? Sunday. <laughs> Sunday at oh the the, the head build tour. The tour. No. Oh Sunday because you don't have shit to do. <laughs> Sunday because it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's the joy of conferences is like once you go there it's a great conference, all the connections and the follow up means you gotta get that to it right after that, right? So like no, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. It's we're going to kick it off at the film series at the Lyric, and then Monday's Friday morning we've got press tour starting at like 8:45, and then doors at 10, and then it's full on rock and roll. Dude, I don't know. If, I don't know if 11's enough to contain where we're going. It might have to go to like 11:11. 11 this year is a louder than it was last year. I can tell you that. I'll tell you that. And 11 next year is going to be louder than this year. That's all it is. 11 keeps getting louder. That's the, that's the beauty of 11. It's like it's like that movie when, like, you keep getting older, but the freshmen stay the same age. <laughs> well, 11 gets louder because it's one louder. It will always okay. be one louder. Correct. You can't one-up 11 because it's already two ones. You got it. There and it is. More code, so calm down, Titanic. What are you looking forward to this weekend? You've got a couple of crazy panels that you're going to be doing a speed dating one and a pandemonium one yeah man it's going to be it's going to be kind of like my life like uh dating pandemonium um which i don't <laughs> even know what that means it's just uh it means essentially there's nothing happening and there's nothing going on on those stages for two hours so uh that's not true at all 
We're going to have a great show. We have all 50 states being represented. We're going to come out and tell everyone what is happening on the high THC side, low THC side. Uh, CBD side, uh, some states have made it illegal to get CBD, which is weird, word is in weird, which is like Nebraska. Um, and then we also tell you about the hemp cultivation side. So a uh, great quick overview of what's happening uh, from, a legis- from a law standpoint in all 50 states. And then the pandemonium is just straight that. I mean, it's the craziest, most educational, most entertaining piece of our, we're going to have this name pandemonium. And it's, uh, we're going to have experts from all over the world coming up and telling quick and accurate and detailed information of what they have going on and how amazing and crazy it is with hemp in the world. Super excited. We have a lot of guests, a lot to get through, but, uh, it's going to be a bit crazy, but we're going to have great information and it should be entertaining. So, Yeah, presented by the Hemp Road Trip. Also on Saturday on that Let's Talk Hemp stage, we have the Cannabinoids and Pro Football panel, which is going to be really cool. Dude, that's going to be amazing. Athletes, as I was in Boston last week, athletes uh, are talking about CBD and cannabinoid treatment in general. Uh, they're realizing that the opioids and other chemicals that they're taking prescribed by their trainers and officials and doctors are, uh, there are other options. And so it's becoming a huge, as it should be, becoming a huge topic. And, uh, we got a bunch of athletes. We have athletes for care coming in OCO. We have NHL players, NFL players, uh, a lot of different athletes from all across the board, uh, very interested in the opportunity to provide them an alternative for treatment to the opioids that they get prescribed over and over. So it's going to be super interesting. And athletes get it. They're like students. They, they get it. They, they understand that their bodies are, uh, are put on the line every day and they need to protect it long term. And, and the best way to do that is to continue to feed uh, your most efficient system, which is the endocannabinoid system. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that panel. And I'm glad that we got Athletes for Care on board. They've got Riley Cody. He's going to be doing a 15-minute keynote to kick off the the panel, and he played for, what, the Flyers in Philadelphia, ex-NHL player. Then we've got the football panel that's got Justin Sandy, Jake Plummer, Rick Upchurch, Charlie Adams, and Ruben Drones. A lot of Broncos on there, except for Justin Sandy. He played at Cleveland, and he also played at Tennessee. So good guy. And he's a, and he's a hemp farmer here too. Justin's a great guy. He came out last year. He spoke last year and really super nice guy. And he's doing some great things on his farm. So I'm excited to see him. I haven't got to hook up with him in, I don't know, six months or so. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got to run the moderate that panel last, last year and it was super interesting. And uh, you're right. Justin's a great guy. Hemp farmer here in Colorado for uh, cannabinoid based farming. Uh, but I got to spend some time with uh, with Riley out in Boston last week or the week before, and uh, he's doing some great things too. And I mean, having an athlete for—I mean, he was the enforcer, so he had, I think he said over 250 fights, prof- like professionally, and he would you know go out there and beat the crap out of someone, and then come back and thankfully he had found cannabis, which actually saved saved his brain. I think he thinks to some degree, um, and I would argue that's true. But it, he's super passionate about uh, cannabis and cannabis treatment, and. Great spokeswoman for Athletes for Care uh, and um, super great guy and super helpful in helping to educate not only NHL players, but just people in general. Yeah, so we've got so much programming this year. We've got two full days on the Let's Talk Hemp stage. We've got two full days in the workshop room that's sponsored by the Southern Hemp Expo that's launching in October in Nashville. 
and we'll talk more about that on this show. I think we've mentioned it before. But needs it. They need it. They do need it, especially in Tennessee. There's been a little hoopla going on there the last several months, so we need to come in and straighten those folks out. That's what we're going to do. Get off and the then, get on the cannabis shine. Exactly. And then we've got over in the McKee building, we've got the Hemp Summit on Friday that's got a lot of great content. We've got Aaron Stevens, or sorry, Aaron Stevens from Nature's Path. We've got John Rulick from Nativa. And then we've got Winona Maduke, who's going to be speaking on the Native American side of things. And she's got some really cool things going on in Minnesota. And then on Saturday, we've got the Farm Symposium in that building that's sponsored by Bija Hemp. And there will be a lot of good information for farmers, all aspects of industrial and cannabinoid farming. And we've got uh, another room in there, too. We've got that Bija Hemp main stage. And then we've got the Hemp on the Slope Farm Classroom, which will have great content throughout the day as well. Lots of content, lots of programming, lots of education this year. We're super excited about that. Yeah, and we're focused. I mean, you could focus specifically. There's farmer tracks, there's investor tracks, there's company tracks, there's cannabinoid tracks, there's fiber tracks. I mean, there's you pick what you want to do with this plant, and you come to NOCO and you pick where you want to go see the information the experts tell you about it. So, um, we have a new app as well uh, that we're going to debut for this NOCO, uh, the Gather app, which has all the up to date information on speakers. You can set your schedule and uh, really utilize technology to help you. Uh, as the as the uh, attendee, maximize the value you get from the experience. So, uh, lots of really great stuff coming. We're super excited and uh, and appreciate you uh, getting us together for the fifth year, man. Super cool. Well, thank you for all your work getting it together, and thanks to everybody on the NoCo team. Partner Lizzie, she's been amazing. Hunter, Michelle, Kristen, Allie, Toria, Kate. The list just goes on and on and on and on. So the entire NOCO team, which is just bursting at the seams right now, is just kicking ass. So thanks to everybody that's hopped on board. And then everybody that's coming out, exhibiting, sponsoring, attending. I mean, the ticket sales are off the freaking charts for us right now. So we're just excited. Come out. Enjoy, be part of the, the movement, be part of the big tent because we've got one mission and that's to end prohibition and we're going to do it. Well, it, it's funny because usually, you know, I work with lots of different teams and stuff all around the country. Usually you have the one team like, oh, it's that guy that didn't do crap or that girl didn't do anything. But uh, this team was literally A1 and everyone contributed and everyone pulled pulled more than their weight. And I think uh, you got a good team around you. You and Lizzie got a good team around you and the NOCO team is uh, going to pull off. NOCO 5 is going to be the best one yet. So, um, again, no other, no, other, no other conference brings all of this stuff together under now two roofs, but uh, two roofs in the same location. So I think it's fabulous. Yeah, well, yeah, let's wrap up this segment, and then we'll get those guys on, and then we'll check out, and we'll see everybody at the event. Get up. Welcome back to Let's Talk Hemp and the 422. And this week, which is NOCO week, we've got Tony Budden, who just got in from South Africa. And we have Ryan Laughlin, the first guy to grow hemp in America in 56 years back in 2013. Welcome, guys. Thank you. So, Tony, you just got into town here the last couple of days. Uh, tell us uh, how you like Colorado so far. I'm I'm pretty amazed by the the warmth of the people, the friendliness so far, and I think the sun sh- started shining the day I arrived. So I'm very grateful that it's not super cold either. So it's a, it was a 30-hour flight for me. Well, 
three uh, flights that added up to 30 hours to get here. So it's, uh, it's been a few days of acclimatizing, and I'm very, very impressed with Denver and to see the industry a little bit as well, to see what people are doing, and to uh, visited obviously a few dispensaries and a couple of, um, of growers. I haven't seen too much on the hemp side yet, but I'm really looking forward to NOCO this weekend. Well, there will be plenty to see at NOCO, that's for sure. We thought last year was big. Man, it's been just crazy this year. I've been to a lot of, of hemp expos over the years, you know, everywhere from Spain to you know, Europe, and then obviously back uh, a few years back I came to the States before there were expos, and just uh, the HIA meeting and CHTA. And by far, this looks like it's setting up to be the biggest and the best event that I've ever uh, taken part in, so I'm, I'm really stoked to be here. Well, we're stoked to have you, that's for sure. Ryan, you've been showing Tony around a little bit? Yeah, he uh, came up to Crested Butte, and we've uh, been having a good time. We uh, went up on the on the mountain today and took him out. Uh, Tony rode snowboard, and I skied, and it was fantastic. Good. So, yeah, we were getting a little R&R in there. Hey, got to get a snowboarder. I'm, I'm a snowboarder. I surf at, at home, so it's much more natural for me to to, to go sideways. But, I mean, I haven't, I've done one day literally in 10 years, and that was the last time I was in Colorado, Colorado, four years ago, so my legs are feeling it. But uh, I stock up on my CBD this afternoon. Uh, yeah, definitely going to be feeling it, but uh, it's, it was wonderful being up there. And we did talk shop. It was technically a board meeting. You know, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> lots of uh, hemp, hemp stuff to catch up on, but just in a very unique office. Well, no, it's great. You got you got five, you four or five minutes on every every you know four or five minutes just to sit and talk, talk things out in the, in the chair. So I think about I think it's great, and the and the scenery is beautiful up there, right? The oh. air is fresh, scenery is beautiful, amazing. Gorgeous, Ryan. Are you a skier or a snowboarder? I uh, I ski. I uh, I alpine ski and telemark a little bit, but I mostly alpine. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Colorado, so I've uh, I've been on two sticks since I was about three years old. So. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard. I, I went over to snowboarding when I was about 20, and I, I think and that was before they had shape skis. So I think I think this next year I'm going to go back to skiing, and I don't know if I'm going to go back because I heard it's just epic now with the new skis. Yeah, it definitely it definitely helps out. Uh, gives you just a lot more stability. Yeah, it's just a little more forgiving on older legs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you're doing, right? Have us caught up on what's uh, what's happening with you this year. Uh, well, you know, we're gearing up for, um, springtime, getting ready, um, for, um, you know, we're hopefully doing, um, everything comes together. We'll put down 300 acres. Um, we're probably going to do a high CBD. Um, we're kind of in the rotation of, we did fiber last year and we've kind of been bouncing around a little bit each year. So we'll probably do high CBD crop this year and still utilize the fiber, um, in our insulation so we can, we can still process, um, you know, cannabis style hemp plants. Um, easily determined insulation. It's not a problem. Uh, so, so we're just yeah, gearing up insulation. Yeah, we uh, we're blending um, the uh, the the whole stock. We take the herd and the bass fiber, the long and short fibers, and we're incorporating them with a blend of cellulose, which is recycled cardboard, and then it's a it's a blown in sprayed on insulation, um, you know, applied in early construction phases. And, um, yeah, you know, we're uh, having great success with it. We have about, 
we get an R4 out of one inch of the product. So it's really a high R4 performance. For every inch? One inch is yeah. from R4? Okay. That's great. That's the same as entry, right? They're not, well, an inch equals the half inch is two and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's, we're uh, really working on, we just about have our patent uh, in for that product, so we're really excited to have that. And, um, yeah, we're just gearing up for no code too, and get ready to show everybody our latest uh, efforts. Well, that's good. Thanks for all the efforts over the last five, six years. I mean, you've definitely been one of the pioneers here in this new movement, so I know that a lot of people out there appreciate everything that you've done for the industry. Well, there's not one of, but here in Colorado, here in Colorado, Ryan, absolutely deep. I mean, you were the first person to put the hemp in the ground in 2013, and uh, the first person to really uh, put it, yeah, put it in the ground and get get our our soil used to growing it on industrial scale. So, um, a lot of fault in your in your uh, in your lead, but we appreciate it for sure. Well, thank you. You know, fortunately, I was fortunate enough to harvest it as well. <laughs> Just being, that we were able to harvest it. That was the the end goal. So it was great. It was a great event. We had a lot of a lot of people turn out from about six different states, and so it was uh, it was definitely historical. And we're really just kind of looking looking to the future of the industry, and it, it really looks bright. You know, there's just every year more and more farmers getting on board and really seeing the, the benefits of of industrial hemp farming and and what it can do for their farm and and for the soil and you know for the entire U.S. economy really. And so it's exciting. It's an exciting time right now. And, and the events, you know, like NOCO coming up just really spotlight all the uh, the different products and the different you know, elements of the industry. So it's, it's exciting. I mean, it's interesting. When we started three years ago, four years ago, we're, we, there was less than 3,000 acres in the ground of the country. And now we have, what, 25,000 plus this last year. And um, half of that, almost half of that here in Colorado. But we have, you know, 18 other states growing it. And it's just, and you know, and, and NOCO's been there since the start. So, I mean, it's really been the place to go for everyone to get together for farming, uh, investment, just get an understanding of the industry and just really understanding what all the plant can do. There's plastics and supplements and paper and all sorts of cool stuff. So um, we're really excited that, uh, that you guys both make it out here for it. Yeah, me, me as well. Well, yeah. speaking of making it out for it, we're certainly honored and happy to have Tony coming out for it and being able to speak for us. And, um, so, Tony, you've been at this for 20-plus years. Why don't you give us a little overview of how you got into it and what you've done and, and what you're going to talk about this weekend. All right. Well, yeah, we started in 1996, so 22 years ago. And funny enough, even though Africa is um, obviously fairly open on some sides, it's got quite a conservative uh, approach to, to cannabis. So we, we started with a piece of hemp canvas that someone brought from over from the east. And we looked at this, and obviously at that stage, we, we enjoyed the plant for other reasons, and we're pretty amazed that there was something out more to it, and we had been, this has been kept from us. So we started making bags out of canvas. You know, the word, obviously, people know, the word can, canvas comes from the word cannabis, and we thought that our biggest role in South Africa could be to get products into people's hands that break the... Uh, kind of illusion of the smoke screen. And that it's been really, really effective for us is to develop products. I, I, we did fall into what I call the hemp trap these days. And anyone who's getting in at this stage to choose one or two products to focus on because we, as Emporium, 
we developed over 2,000 products in the in the first five years. We just went mad because we we made it our goal to showcase everything this plant can offer. And when you're working with the most versatile resource in the world, that's quite a quite a task to set, especially when you can't get it locally. So we we had to, and we still do to a, a point. Obviously, have to import um, South Africa and all the African countries. Unfortunately, take their cue from the federal government of the states. And we haven't yet changed our law in in, Afri- in many African countries to allow for even the growing of industrial hemp. But still seen as cannabis, the whole plant, any product thereof is undesirable dependence producing substance. So we've had a long journey of, of showing all of these other uses and, and getting people around. We finally, we, we believe we're just at, at breaking point at the moment. Uh, it's been pushed right to the forefront in South Africa with two constitutional court challenges on the the constitutionality of that law that says cannabis the whole plant any product thereof because it doesn't allow for industrial it doesn't allow for medicinal it doesn't allow for indigenous people's rights and we have the, the diaries of the first Dutch governor who was in Cape Town saying that the koi and the sand the bushmen smoked cannabis and lots of it so the indigenous people's rights side is huge and it's been going since way before colonial time and they obviously one of the most marginal sectors of our society are the Bushmen, so it's really a big push to help them reclaim that heritage and, and own that, the plant and will revitalize their communities. And then obviously responsible adult use, which is the fight that's happening around the world. So the Constitutional Court has all the evidence in front of it, but they're taking their time to give us a, a ruling. Um, at the, in the meantime, we carry on. We working in Malawi, which is currently the poorest country in the world by GDP, and 60% of its, of its GDP comes from foreign grants. So they're even more nervous of doing anything that can deceive, be perceived as a drug industry or something. And that's an amazing country that could really benefit from this plant. So we've had a, a permit to do research up there, and we've been growing for the last nearly three years, but we've made some huge head, headway because it's right close to the equator and everyone says hemp won't grow near the equator. You know, they say, oh, it needs a long day length and it's photosensitive and everything. We've got some varieties that have got up to three, four meters at 12, up 12, 12. You know, they still grow, and especially the Chinese varieties, um, the ones from Yunnan, mm-hmm. which is closer to the equator. Some of the European varieties, they do come up, they go straight into flower, but we're also getting seeds in two months, fully mature seeds in two months. And that's for a country that really needs omega fatty acids and protein. That's not a bad thing, especially if you can do that six times a year. So, so there's lots of opportunity in, in, in Africa. Um, Hemporium, we, what you'll hear about, uh, mostly speaking about how we can use hemp and hemp products to um, well, I'm going to be focusing on plastics mostly and the, the harm of, of plastics and synthetics and how using hemp can really right a lot of those wrongs. And, but also I'll bring in a little bit of, of the other projects, projects that we're working on, like hemp surfboards, um, hemp sunglasses, a lot of the, the biocomposite stuff, and even people working on hemp boats. So there's the research is happening, but the tragedy for Africa is still that I'm working with Chinese hemp fabric, Canadian hemp seed oil, um, European hemp herd for our building materials. So it's, we're still stuck in this this niche of showcasing when we know the real real projects are feeding those who currently don't have any omega fatty acids in their diets 
and um, building houses for people who are living in shacks. And I have a very, very beautiful story to share when I speak on Friday about that. It's interesting when you talk about hemp growing on the equator. I was in Colombia a couple of weeks ago, and the, the cannabis there that was about two inches in diameter and about 14 feet, 15 feet tall. I mean, it was growing crazy. I mean, it was all I mean, it was everywhere. Um, so it absolutely grew yeah. near the equator. But what it's, we've learned about this plant is it's the most adaptive plant ever. It's, it's where, wherever you put it, it seems to adapt. And um, can I give a quick little anecdote? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm friends with the guys who, who do the Strain Hunters series, or I was very good friends with Franco from Greenhouse, and um, he came to South Africa years ago. And they told me of their mission in, when they did the Malawi Gold mission, that they were up there near the equator, and there were fully formed buds on the, they were looking for Malawi Gold. And out of the buds on, on, on the cannabis, new growth was coming. You were getting these new shoots coming straight out of the buds, stretching out to the side. And they asked the, the farmers or the growers what's going on. They said, no, the rains came back earlier than usual. And they were like, okay, that's a bit weird. Everyone thinks this plant, when the light's decreasing, it goes into flower. And when it's increasing, it's in veg. And they didn't really think too much of it. They thought the guy must be wrong. Then they saw it again in the Caribbean. And then they saw it again in the Congo. And we realized that when the plant can't use light, it has to look at other environmental uh, indicators of what season it is. And there in, uh, in Malawi, it was using the rainy season. So during rainy season, it grew, it stayed in bitch. And when it stopped raining, it went into flower because it knew it was kind of the end of its life was coming. It had nothing to do with light anymore. So photosensitivity is not a, as an important factor. It's just obviously the plant will use what it's got. And when you're growing up in Canada and Europe and far from the equator, that's, that's what it knows. Now it's summer and now it's winter. So very, very interesting to actually see that in practice. Yeah, it is uh, adaptable plants in the world, no doubt. Well, hey, guys, let's get this wrapped up. Uh, we've got – I know you guys are busy. you got to head out of town, and Rick's got an HIA board meeting he's got to jump on, and i got to head out to the ranch and do a final walkthrough. And we're going to connect probably tomorrow, I guess, and kick off NOCO at the Lyric Theater for the Let's Talk Hemp series. Really looking forward to being there. Yeah, no, it's, it's – how long have you been trying to get me out here, Morris? It's amazing to find you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think since 2015, since yeah. we really started getting this thing going. Yeah, uh, well, all good things. Hopefully, uh going to make at least my 15 minutes and the panels and all that worth your while. And I really look forward to seeing some of the other speakers. It's, it's, um, I'm here to learn as much as I am to, to get some information. Well, right on. Well, we're looking forward to seeing both you guys here tomorrow and the weekend. All right, guys. Take care. Have fun. Thanks a lot. All right. All righty. We'll see you. See ya. Bye. Thanks again to Tony Budden and Ryan Laughlin for jumping on the NOCO Week Episode 14 podcast of Let's Talk Hemp in the 422, where every day is Earth Day. We're going to check out and get neck deep into NOCO for the next several days, and we're going to attempt to even live broadcast a special 422 Meets the Cannabis Economy podcast. So until next time, we bid you farewell. Rock on.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.